The wellness revolution starts now. Hello, I'm Dr. Steve Hochi. Welcome to today's program. We have a very special guest on Nora Jones, who's from Mississippi. And Nora's been a guest here at the Hochi Health and Wellness Center since 2008. So it's been this November, it will be 15 years. Congratulations to you, Nora. <laughs> My <I'm>, privilege. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. How? Um, where did you grow up? Well, that's a, a good question. I grew up mostly in California. I was born in Washington, D.C., and then grew up in California and went to high school in a suburb of Chicago. And then after college at Purdue, I moved down to Houston, Texas to work as an engineer. So you came here to, uh, did you go into the uh, oil and gas industry? Yes, sir. Yeah. I worked for Brown and Root, which is, you know, a Halliburton sure. subsidiary. Sure. And uh, then that's where you met your husband down here in Houston, I presume. Yes, at church. At church. Uh -huh. Okay, so you were here in Houston and uh, you moved to uh, Mississippi when? In 2004, we moved to Mississippi. Now, what took you all? To, what took you all to Mississippi? Uh, my husband grew up in Mississippi, and he always wanted to move back. And uh, we were pregnant with our first son, and uh, his family was here, and so uh, that was one of the reasons What's, we moved. What city? What city are y'all in? Uh, it's called Bay Springs, and it's actually about an hour east, slightly south of Jackson. Ah, so, so uh, you moved over there when in 2000? 2004. 2004. And you came to see us in 2008. So how did you hear about us in Mississippi? Okay. I heard about you while I was in Houston, probably, oh gosh, when in my late 20s. Um, so that would have been the late 80s, early 90s, somewhere around there. You were on the radio. And I guess while I was in Houston traffic, coming home or going to work, I accidentally, <laughs> accidentally tuned in to that radio show. And you were talking about women's health and thyroid and different issues that uh, women face. And I thought, well, you know, one day I'll need him. I didn't think I needed you, you know, as I was approaching 30. Um, but I wrote, I grabbed a little piece of scratch paper and wrote your name down. and. Um, you know, you had talked about natural hormones and natural thyroid. And so uh, what ended up happening while I was in Mississippi, after having our second child, at um, I was age 42 when I had our second one. Mm -hmm. I was 40 when I had our first, at, at 2004. Right. So in 2006, I, we had our second child. And I um, breastfed him um, when I was finished nursing or in 2007. The beginning of 2008, um, then I started having female issues, uh, heavy menstrual cycle, irregular. And of course, by this time, I was uh, approaching age 44. Right. And so I thought, well, um, I had been going to Bible study with a lot of women. They're like, well, just welcome to this part of your life. You know, you're going to have this. You're just going to have Rich to. your teeth and bear it. <laughs> yes. Very good. That's exactly what they were saying. Well, I went to my OBGYN and he, um, you know, did blood work and everything and, um, and, uh, offered 
I think it was Premarin. And then he also offered, uh, well, he said from my blood work, he said, you need to go see an endocrinologist. And as soon as I heard endocrinologist, I thought, oh, because he said your thyroid, you know, there's something going on. And I was like, oh, Dr. Hotsey. <laughs> as soon as I don't know, I didn't, it didn't dawn on me before. But anyway, that's when I said, I've got to go find that piece. Well, I didn't know your name. I couldn't think of it right off. As soon as he said that, I was like, I gotta go get a piece of paper. I got to call that doctor that was on the radio <laughs> in Houston. That That's how I got in touch with you and um, decided to come out for an appointment. Um, now, what and, were the symptoms you were, you were experiencing? Now, let's go down. What, what was your overall yeah. energy level like? Were you having any problems with that? I was. And in fact, um, I was very tired. Of course, I was thinking, well, you know, I'm 40, approaching my mid 40s and I have two young boys. Um, so but I knew that I'd had problems prior to having them. Um, this is what's so crazy is I thought I needed to wait till I was 45 or 50 probably to call you. I'd only heard part of your program I and mean, it was enough to make me write your name down. But I really didn't realize that probably in my 30s, I was very tired. I didn't seem to, I noticed it at the time. I thought, no, I just don't have the energy. I would think in my head, how did she go do all of this stuff with her husband and come home and have enough energy to cook or stay up late and work on some of her calligraphy or whatever? I really think I should have come to you earlier. I had a lot of fatigue. Uh, we had trouble having kids. You had some uh, miscarriages too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're fortunate to have two. two we had three miscarriages mm. before our first son, who I had in 2004, um, who's the one at Mississippi State now. And then we had another miscarriage in between the two sons. And, and I had my second one in um, 2006. So I didn't have trouble getting pregnant, um, but I did have trouble carrying them to term. Now, were you on uh, any thyroid at the time? After my first, I went to two different OBs. So my first one, he noticed that there was something going on with my HCG level. And at first he thought I'd had a molar pregnancy. And then he said, well, maybe not. But he sent me to a rheumatologist. And so I went to a rheumatologist. And at first he thought maybe I had lupus. And then he said, um, that came back negative. I guess there's a lupus test. Right. But anyway, um, he did put me on Synthroid. Well, we went to another OBGYN and when we went to him, he said, no, 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 no. We're not going to do this right now while you're trying to get pregnant. You're almost 40. We're, we're not doing Synthroid. We're not going to try to get this. We don't have time. And so that he was the one that put me on the progesterone. And, um, and I guess it was already on the folate and B12. And um, a progesterone suppository is not by mouth. And um, we did end up having um, our oldest son. Um, and I love the doctor was like, we don't know that it was the progesterone that helped to keep the baby intact. God decides these things. He didn't even take credit for it. You know, he right. said, you know, some, the next time it, it may not. And that's exactly what happened was I did have a miscarriage after that. Uh, we did move to Houston. I mean, to Mississippi, you know, when our first son was born. So I had to change OB, OBs here in Mississippi. And that doctor we went to see him. He looked at all my charts and decided we're going to put you on heparin shots um, during your pregnancy for this blood clotting thing instead of just folate and B12. 
And, but he did say, you're going to have, we want you on it your entire pregnancy. I did have a C-section with my first one. He was breached. He wouldn't turn. Um, so anyway, he said, we want you on heparin. And he said, you will have guaranteed osteoporosis. So this is a side effect. You need to weigh the risks, you know, with the advantages of having another child. So we decided, well, we'll go ahead and do the, um, the heparin shots. Um, but I did miscarry. And then they wanted me to go on Clomid. And I said, we haven't had any trouble getting pregnant. It's just carrying. So I really don't want to do the Clomid. So when I went in after that miscarriage and I said, okay, you know, well, I was pregnant shortly after that again. And so um, at, at eight weeks, we started heparin shots again. Around 12 weeks, I told my husband, I don't feel comfortable with this. We prayed about it. And I said, I, you know, it's silly. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be 42 when I have this baby. And um, so he just said, make it through the first trimester because I would normally miscarry around 11 weeks. And so we took it till, till the 12th week. Um, and then I quit and he said, we'll go on a baby aspirin. He wanted me to take St. Joseph's for the pregnant duration of the pregnancy. So I did. Um, and then of course we, we had a su successful pregnancy. That's our second son. Who's a junior in high school this year. Um, but anyway, that's kind of the story there that why I didn't, it never occurred to me in the throes of trying to get pregnant. I guess I was so focused on having the baby. I wasn't thinking to go see you for her thyroid which, right. or or progesterone or estrogen i don't know why it didn't occur to me i, I should have tuned in more often to your radio program well this is a this is not an un, this is not an uncommon feature of women that have uh, recurrent miscarriages or are really infertile can't get pregnant mm -hmm. what we have found that in many of these instances, the problem is that they have low thyroid, that which may or may not show up on a blood test. Yours did show up on your blood test. You showed up that you had elevated thyroid stimulating hormone, which is inversely related to thyroid. So if you if that's elevated, that means your thyroid gland is not producing enough, and your and your body's producing thyroid stimulating hormone in excess amounts, trying to get the thyroid to get going, get up and running. And like a horse, it's kind of like a whip. Uh, the pineal gland in the brain produces thyroid-stimulating hormone. So I call the pineal gland the the uh, the, the horseback rider, and the uh, TSH, thyroid-stimulating hormone, is the whip. And um, the thyroid is a horse, so we'll get that thyroid going. we got to stimulate thyroid. We have to produce more thyroid-stimulating hormone, which is in, which you had, which is indicative of a hypothyroid state, which is a common cause of infertility and miscarriages, which you had. So uh, so anyway, you had you had your second child, and then this was what, what in 2006, 2007? Yes, December of 2006 he was born. Okay, mm -hmm. and so then— after this, and I so you're 42 now, pushing 43, and you're having yeah. you had problems with low energy, you had cold sensitivity. Yes. How did you have brain fog? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Couldn't couldn't think very straight. At all. We, you sleep. I, I, I drank a lot of coffee. I thought that might help. Well, a lot of people use coffee as a stimulant because mm -hmm. they're they're low thyroid and they end up they don't know it, so they're trying to get something to stimulate themselves. So, mm -hmm. uh, and your menstrual cycles had changed. They become heavier and irregular. Yes. So that's a sign of what? If you're, if, 
if you're if you're having irregular periods, and I'm asking this to the listening audience, ladies, if your periods are irregular, they become heavier, they're lasting longer, you're having breakthrough bleeding. What in the world do you think is causing that? It's your hormones. So it's a hormonal imbalance. As women mature, their hormone levels decline uh, inevitably until they hit uh, the change of life, which is average is 50 years of age. Sometimes it's 48, sometimes it's 52 or longer. But routinely, on an average, <coughs> women will hit menopause at 50. They don't make any more hormones. But between puberty and the and going through you know, their 20s into their 30s, the hormones then begin to decline. The ovaries produce less and less hormones. Uh, and then we get an imbalance between the estrogen and the progesterone, and estrogen's a proliferative hormone. So if, you, if your estrogen is more dominant, then you're going to produce more tissue in the uterus. Your periods will become heavier. You'll get clotting and uh, breakthrough bleeding, and then fibroids even. And next thing you know, you tell your OB-GYN, and he's, he, he's licking his lips because he goes, I got a hysterectomy here. So he goes, we can solve that problem with all your regular bleeding. We'll just cut out your womb. But the womb didn't cause the, that problem. The problem was caused by imbalance in your hormones. So that can be corrected by giving progesterone day 15 through 28, which I think when you came in, well, you were evaluated by, who did you see, Dr. Sheridan initially? I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw Dr. Sheridan and I went on the progesterone and I was amazed because I was like, wow, I have a regular every pretty much 28 days. Period. <laughs> I went back to normal and they were telling me I was perimenopause probably. And then they also had, well, I think Premarin, isn't that an estrogen base? Well, it's a horse <laughs> estrogen. Premarin is pregnant mare urine. That's where they get okay. the estrogen from pregnant mare <laughs> urine. And so you're taking literally horse estrogen, which is good for horses in menopause, but it's not good for women in menopause. You ought to have your own natural hormones. So when we give bias to replenish a woman's hormones when she's gone through the change, that contains female hormones, estriol and estradiol. And those are two natural occurring hormones in humans. And so that's what we give. And we balance that out with progesterone, which we did for you. So you, you went, you went through then. So you ended up going through the change at how old? Oh, probably around 47 or eight or so. And how did it might you, have been later. How did you transition? How was it with taking the natural? You're still, oh, you're still. It ta- was unbelievable because what happened was, well, like you said, I only had progesterone at first from y'all because I was told there was that imbalance. I, I became what you all call estrogen dominant, which right. didn't mean I had more estrogen. Y'all explained it just meant that my progesterone it was, was lower. Off, was lower, so it was off balance. So just having the progesterone made me regular cycles and. And uh, everything. And then when I started to have a little bit of the, the hot flashes and stuff, I think that's when we introduced some bias. Right. Right. And then it just stopped. And um, so, yeah. It and was, how did you do as you went through the transition? Did you have much problems emotionally, physically, sleep wise, energy wise? No, or? I had more energy. And of course, not only what, what was I doing the hormones, I was also doing um, supplements, vitamin right. D3, um, right. you know, magnesium things that I wasn't really supplementing with. And I know my diet was fairly poor and Um, y'all also changed that for me. I think the most, uh, I guess, critical thing that I did was that yeast free diet. 
the yeast free right. cleanse. And I know when I tell people that they're like, oh, you had yeast infection. I'm like, no, I didn't. I mean, you do a yeast free diet if you're a man, <laughs> you know, it's right. just, uh, um, I guess fungal, you can get athlete's foot, different other things. Um, well, that, that, that cleanses the fungus out of the colon. So you may or may not, women may or may not have um, occasional female yeast infections, vaginal yeast infections. Right. But if they take antibiotics, oftentimes that's a side effect of the antibiotic is vaginitis, uh, which is manilial vaginitis, or it's a... It's a uh, it's a fungal infection, basically, in the vagina. But when you take antibiotics, it also kills normal bacteria in the colon, and you can get overgrowth of uh, or yeast in the colon. And when that happens, uh, you want to clean that out because it produces toxins that depress the immune system. So that's why we do a yeast cleanse, and yeast grows on what? grows on sugar. So we go on a very restricted eating program, and that would be limiting carbs, simple carbs, and sugar. Because carbohydrates are converted to sugar and yeast grows on sugar. If anybody's ever made homemade bread, you know that you knead the dough with water and you have that kneaded, but you got to get it to rise. And what you do is you take a you take a, a glass of water, you put some yeast in it, and then you, if you put sugar in that, it it goes, it foams, and there, and that's what the yeast does when it when it it comes in contact with sugar. So people that get recurrent chronic uh, gastrointestinal problems oftentimes have yeast. And that's why we go on a simple carb, a, a low carb diet is what we do, the yeast free. And it's, it's more um, paleo diet. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. a carnivore diet, you know, uh, and, th- and that's what we use and cut out the carbs. So that's what you did. Got you on the hormones. So you went through the change of life and didn't have a whole lot of problems going through that, did you? No, I felt better. <laughs> well, which is now this, this is what's so amazing. This is so simple. You were having all these hormonal problems that you really had had going back into your 20s. Even in your teens, you had had some, some of these same symptoms. And we put you on we, we put you on natural thyroid hormone, put you on natural progesterone as you approach the change of life. When you went through the change of life, we added bias, put you on some vitamins and minerals and a good nutritionally balanced eating program. And so... This has been 15 years now. Compared to the way you felt when you came in here in 2008, how would you compare the way you feel now? Are you Do you feel better or worse? Do you have more or less energy than you had then? I have way more. I don't even recognize the old me. Um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I was probably at a two when I came in, and I'm at like an uh, over 10 now. <laughs> Well, now this is this is a wonderful story because there is no reason, as you mature, ladies and gentlemen, that you shouldn't be full of energy, vitality, and enthusiasm for life. If you're not, and most people aren't, it's because you're one, you're not eating right, you're overweight, you're eating a lot of carbs, and that puts inflammation in your body. You gain weight, and you get a whole bunch of uh, side effects from that. You know, diabetes and heart disease and all that. The second thing, your hormone levels decline, both male and females. Females stop, males just gradually decline. And that decline in hormones adversely affects the way your cells function and operate in production of energy. Thyroid also, as your female and male sex hormones decline, that adversely affects your ability to utilize thyroid hormone, which is really uh, regulates your body's metabolism, metabolic rate. Your thyroid hormones are a lot like spark plugs. 
And inside your cells, you have power plants that need to have a spark plug to create the electrical energy that drives all the biochemical reactions in your body that makes your cells work, makes the organs work, so you feel well. So most people, as they mature, they have low energy. They're low voltage, slow down. Well, what you want to do is you want to be high voltage and a live wire again. And that's where you are. Here you were in 2008, and you felt like on a scale of 0 to 10, you were a 2 with energy level and the way you felt. And now you feel like you're a 10. And this is 15 years later. Most people, can you imagine now if you hadn't come in? Yeah. If I was in mainstream, I guess, health right. area, I'd probably be on blood thinners, maybe cholesterol medicine. Uh, high blood pressure medicine. High antidepressants. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, the whole nine yards. Anti-anxiety medication, sleep medication. Yeah. By the way, are yeah. you able to sleep? Oh, yeah. I sleep really well. Um, that's not a problem. All through the night. I don't wake up during the night. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what... I've given my life to doing, and our people here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center have given our life to doing, is helping each person that comes in as a guest. We don't call our patients patients. We call them guests. We're, we take special care. We love our guests when they come in, and we want to get them on a path of health and wellness naturally so they enjoy their life. This improves the quality of their life with your children, with your spouse, and you feel better about yourself. So thank you so much, uh, Nora, for sharing this wonderful story with us. And I congratulate you on taking charge of your health and staying on top of it and not falling off the wagon. And yeah. I just, I think yeah. it's wonderful. You're just, it's a wonderful story. And I'm, I congratulate you and I'm happy for you. Well, thank you. I'm glad y'all exist. I thank God for, for OC Health and Wellness Center. Well, thank you, Nora, and thank you for joining us today. Now, if any of you would like to get on a path of health and wellness, don't hesitate to give us a call here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. You can call 281-698-8698. It's on the screen. Or you can go to our website, uh, Hotsey, H-O-T-Z-E-H-W-C.com. That's Hotsey-H-W-C.com. Thanks for joining us today. I wish you every success in life, and please let us know if we can serve you in any way. Physician's Preference Pharmacy is a compounding pharmacy specializing in custom-made prescriptions made especially for you right here on site in our compounding lab. Compounding medications offer a unique solution because you're not one size fits all and we believe that your medication shouldn't be either. You may require a dose to be made that is not commercially available or you might even be allergic to an inactive ingredient in a medication which may present a barrier to treatment for you and requires it to be made without that bothersome ingredient. Your body has unique needs, which means that you deserve a customized approach. So if your medications aren't helping you feel your absolute best, then consider speaking with your doctor about having your medications compounded today.
information provided on this program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this program is at the listener's discretion.